0: pull up a bar stool. All right, so today, I'm going to get a little uncomfortable. This isn't going to be easy for me. So I'm going to pull you inside. I'm going to invite my backup CEO, my business manager, whatever he wants to be called, Jr. John Robinson, and I'm going to let him take control of this. But it's going to be a lot about the inside, um, a lot of things you don't see, about my struggles, uh you know, uh, uh, (laughs) mentally handling all this, of building a business and and worrying about failure and what holds me back and all that kind of stuff. So I hope this is helpful for you because it was difficult to do, um, but I I, I think it should be good. I think it should be good. So sit back, JR is going to take the wheel, pop a bottle, let's do it. John here from JohnLoomer.com and John Lumer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. So this week, it's the second time ever we're doing the video version in addition to the actual podcast. So if you're listening on your iPod, iPad, iPhone, whatever, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Everybody else, you may be seeing this on Facebook, most likely you could be seeing it on YouTube, and I'm sure it's extremely exciting to see these two guys talking to each other back and forth. I don't know why you do it, but I guess we'll see. John Robinson, he's my backup CEO, he's my business manager, my I don't know what you are, His family. JR, welcome back to the show, how you doing, man? Thank you,
1: thank you. I am doing really well. It is one of the few cloudy days
0: in San Diego oh, today. Oh, so. that's sad. That's sad. So, uh, yeah. as everybody knows, I, I coach my middle son's base baseball team. Rained out last night in the middle of it. It was like at at the end of the first inning. We were actually having a tough one, man. Like Ryan, Ryan was pitching. He hasn't. He's he's given up three hits all year. He gave up four hits in the first inning. Three runs. And then we quickly scored two runs in the bottom of the inning, and then there's nobody out, runner at third, and then lightning, and we're done. No practice today. It got rained out. I don't know if we're gonna play at all this week. So I'm really, I feel really, really bad for you in the cloudy day yeah. that you have. Yeah, yeah.
1: So did the was it rained out that meaning the game was called or?
0: Well, it'll be the, it'll be made up from that point at some other day. Yeah, I don't know when that'll be, but. I know everybody cares. Everybody cares. So what are you drinking there, buddy? Uh, right oh, now. Wow. I, Did you see that? I have, awesome. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. I,
1: I saw that. So Corona Light is the, the
0: choice. Oh, Yeah, I don't think I have any Mexican beer today. It's Cinco de Mayo. Oh, that's cool. right. Cinco de Mayo. You didn't <laughs> even realize how smart you were. <laughs> <laughs> I never do. Yeah. So I'm working on a new Belgium snapshot. Wheat beer. I think this is going to be actually yeah. backwards when, it, when it's on the video, yeah. Um, yeah. but it's it's a local beer, Fort Collins, Colorado. Cheers to you, my man. Cheers. All right, so we're going to do things a little differently uh, today than normal. Um, I've talked about JR many, many times, whether it be on the podcast, uh, on other people's podcasts, I talk about our relationship So basically, to catch everyone up, uh, we've been talking for three and a half years on a weekly basis, usually a weekly basis. And you've been really, really important to the growth of my business. But it hasn't entirely been about, John, we need to do this and that, um, especially in that first two and a half years or so. It's more about helping me through the emotional side of being an entrepreneur and trying to start a business and the way we beat each other, beat ourselves up, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then officially you came on, is it been almost a year now? How long has that been? I think, I think it has. I think it has. It's been pretty close, whatever it is. So, Mm -hmm. so now I'm officially part. It's felt like 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 10 years. (laughs) But, uh, but uh, anyway, I want to take this, do this a little bit differently because, um, I want, I want to kind of mimic in a way, the way we have these calls and how we talk things through and, and. As a result, I don't control that at all, that conversation, unless I'm in a really bad mood and I'm really hard to talk to or whatever. I don't know, which happens too. So if you will, JR, I'd like to have you take it from here.
1: Yeah, I will. I will. So th- thanks for it. passing over the, the mic. Um, so he- here's where this conversation's going to go today. And I'm going to kind of reflect back to, John, our experience. I will describe for all of those that don't know, I'm going to tell some secrets now. Uh, in the beginning, when we started having our calls, you were definitely in a mindset of, I don't know, how's this going to work? Um, I'm uneasy. I'm afraid. I mean, you had a more of kind of a dramatic mindset. To
0: be clear, I'm, really, I'm, I still have that mindset. I really do. Yeah. A
1: little, you have a little less than now, yeah. but- but but, what we did and if I think this is one of the, the the wins that we had through the years is that you went from that problematic mindset to a more solution oriented mindset and what I mean is it was more about it's more now about vision and outcomes versus focusing all the problems that we had so you've done a great job with that but one thing that comes to mind for me because I think about would I describe you as a quitter and 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 you know what no 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 I I didn't say you are one I said would I describe you as a quitter and and I think of course I would say no but I would say that there were a lot of moments along the way that you one could feel like they they should quit Hmm. and I think there's even moments that we need to quit doing things when you're doing them the wrong way. Yeah. And, and as a leader, I think it's always been challenging to decipher the difference between the two. Am, am I quitting and giving up or am I quitting and doing something different, better to get what I really want to get? Right. So so I'm gonna start I'm gonna start asking you questions and making you uncomfortable. Damn. And yeah, one one of the first questions because I heard you announce that we we would meet on Friday mornings, seven AM Pacific time for years and years, and then I think you said and we kinda aren't doing that as much anymore,
0: which is true. Yes it is. It's your fault though, it's not mine.
1: Right. See, there we go. Blaming—that's that, another uh, core value of yours. Uh, blaming. But but what what's showing up for me is that in the month of May, I've had a lot of discussions about accountability, and with clients that I have with backup CEO, uh, it's it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing to hold yourself accountable. It's a tough thing to hold your peers accountable, and it's a tough thing to hold your staff accountable. So as a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, accountability sometimes just doesn't feel good. The fact that you and I do not have our frequent Friday conversations, I kind of feel it's all the three of, of those things. It's like peer-to-peer, self-accountable, and top-down accountable. You tell me what turned you off
0: about being held accountable. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm not so, so much about being held accountable. It's expressing that accountability sometimes. I, I don't know. I mean, because I, I honestly have no problem like telling somebody I screwed up. And that's like one of the things that that is a pet peeve of mine about others. Like if they won't admit that it was their fault and this and that, uh, it's, it's more for me, I guess sometimes expressing it in the right way. And then, you know, how do we solve the problem? I don't know. I, I think I might just be making this up on the fly. now. I don't know. Well,
1: and, and that's okay because here, here, I'm going to tell you my experience with you again, I'm sharing all the little dirty secrets about John Loomer and, and Loomer digital. Um, when I found it most challenging to hold you accountable, I'll tell you when. It's when you haven't had enough information to feel comfortable to move forward. That's been that's been it. I think um, fear of failure. Because mm-hmm. being held accountable, it's just about painting a picture of the vision that you want, and then being held accountable to that. And I think we all struggle with creating a compelling vision and then sharing that and then. You know, holding ourselves accountable, peers accountable, and our staff accountable. So that's what I would say. I was expecting you to just talk about all the other reasons why you object. Um, Probably it's not possible. I've heard you say it's not possible a few times through the years, and now things are possible. I remember when we talked about Power Hitters Club, I can't remember the number that I said, and you're like, no way. And now you've got five times the number in your head.
0: Well, I, what did you what did you say for end of the year what did you want at the end of this year thousand1,000 1, members right and which is how, very do you, very doable now.
1: and how do you feel about me holding you accountable to that result
0: I feel like you have to hold us as a company accountable so it's not just me
1: now that's a great point that's a great point because I think that a lot of entrepreneurs feel the burden of accountability that it's all on them, but you do have to spread the wealth. You do have to spread the wealth of accountability because your rebuttal to me saying that, it's absolutely true because I want to be held accountable to the thousand. I want our our team to be collectively all in, you know, and, and that, we, that we all are around it.
0: And, and that's a, a major stumbling block for me. It, it always has been that... Passing things off, allowing other people to do it and and trusting other people to do it and not meddling. Like I feel like I'm like that meddling NBA owner or or MLB owner or whatever, you know, where it's like I I, I can't trust other people to do things for what they're hired to do and I end up doing it.
1: You are Mark Cuban. (laughs) (laughs) No, No doubt. You're the one that's on the floor yelling at the refs. Telling the coach, like, "Hey, make that play." I tell you, if Mark Cuban could get on the, if he if he had a jump
0: shot, I bet you he'd be on the floor. <laughs> and to be clear, it's it's not because I want to be this. It's just because I'm not used to running a business. I'm used to doing everything myself, which is, you know, mm-hmm. at varying levels, the case from day one. You know, for, you know, I eventually brought in like. Our man Dan, who's going to edit this podcast, the, the, the audio version, um, and I, I started bringing in people here and there. But for the most part, I mean, a very, very large percentage of everything was done by me, like customer service stuff, too. And um, so to be handing these things off right now, um, and I, you know, I've been doing that really for the last year, is still something I, I struggle with.
1: Yeah, and and the, that's the solopreneur's life cycle.
0: And I hate is it. that I, I don't want to be that way. Yeah,
1: I don't wanna, I don't yeah. Wanna. And 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 you can't be that way because the business won't be scalable. We won't be able to help as many people worldwide as we possibly can if you're holding on to doing everything. And and I think for anyone listening that is that person that had an idea. They went with the idea, had the courage to go onto the world with it, then all of a sudden people start paying them for it. then all of a sudden you have a business i mean you out of nowhere you you realize like you have all of this burden on you, and you never really learn how to delegate
0: yes. and i think
1: that's I think that's for you what we what we're working on too and i I think I've shared this with you before. Um, I learned this method on delegating called love, like and hate. And I and I use that, you know, for my personal life and professional life, and I use it with, you know, clients that for things I love to do, I'm really good at it and it energizes me, and I do those things. For things I like to do, yeah, I'm kind of good at it. Uh it doesn't really energize me, but I'm probably the best person around to do it. And the things that I hate to do, I don't do. I just won't do them. I will delegate my hates and my likes, but I will keep the loves, and that will energize me. Uh, even like I'll even go into personal life. I don't paint walls. I won't. I hate painting. I will delegate that every day of the week.
0: Yeah.
1: And when I think, well, you just got the basement done, right?
0: Yeah. Did you did you delegate all that, or did you do it all? No, I mean, I, we we hired Lisa basically. A, a delegated. I have very <laughs> little to do with all this. So so you didn't grab a hammer and do anything like you didn't
1: tinker like you do with the business all the time, and you didn't do that. Because I have
0: no idea what I'm doing
1: down here. Okay. Yeah. All, right, all right. So I think part of delegation has to do with what you know how to do. Yeah. And I think when you're a solopreneur, you learn how to do everything and it makes it hard to let
0: go of anything. Yeah, and I think, uh, and this is probably a problem that a lot of solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, whatever, face like me, um, that I had minimal delegation experience. Like I had management uh, titles. Like I was VP of strategic marketing which sounds like really, like, big deal. I had yeah. one one person reporting to me. Uh, and then at the NBA, senior senior manager, fantasy games, manager of one person. And partially, yeah. you know, for a while there, it was just me. So um, to, to go from that with very little experience uh, of delegating to now this is something that's my baby and I've got to get help. And I've got to delegate, you know, basically move things that I was previously doing myself to other people. I have no problem. Like if I don't know how to do something, have someone else do it. But if it's something that I'm used to doing, that's that's the tough part for me.
1: Well, and I I, as you say that what shows up for me is the concept of. Solopreneurs and CEOs and leaders being vulnerable enough to ask for help. And that's why I created Backup CEO, because there was this idea that said most CEOs aren't asking for the help that they really need, although they're hiring people that will just be followers, they're not hiring the, the, the challenging person that will hold them accountable. I mean, the whole Backup CEO branding came from Enron, meaning I felt like if, if somebody really wanted to hold the CEO accountable to righteousness and had no fear in telling him that, then that's true backup. And as you said about asking for help, you've evolved through the years. Because in the beginning, you really didn't learn how to ask for help. Do you, you, do you think that you're
0: getting better at it? Yeah. No, I think part of it's also being willing to invest in things that you aren't good at. Whereas like in that first year I wasn't I wasn't good I I didn't invest in anything. Like I I was I bragged about the fact that I spent like twenty five hundred dollars to run my business that first year, which, you know, I spent twenty five hundred but I didn't, you know, make a whole lot either. And so that that's because I was you know, which wasn't a bad thing, but I, I, I was working off of entirely off of my own skills. So in some cases that meant doing some things that I'm not very good at uh, pretty poorly, like I was doing some design stuff and whatnot, and I'm not a designer. But I also learned from that. It was a good learning experience.
1: Yeah, and I think there, as the, the entrepreneurs are listening to this, probably one of the linchpins to being able to freely ask for help and support has to do with your connection to worrying. And I will say you are the out of everybody I know family, friends, clients, you name it you worry the most. You do. Thank so you. I think it's kind of you Now I'm just <laughs> telling you, you do. You, wor- you worry the most, and end of the day, your results end up being so great, and it's almost like, why did you worry? Like eight, like I can think of a couple of weeks ago when you were worried about the the baseball. I can't remember which baseball game it was that you were like, "Oh, they're the second best or whatever." What was that? I forgot.
0: Yeah, it was it, was, it, was, it was opening day, second best team on paper, and we beat them fourteen to two. <laughs> so, how valuable was that worrying beforehand? Yeah. Right. It's not. Right?
1: So, so I I think part of accountability. Uh, is about having being fearless about what you what you shouldn't worry about and what you should and and trust. I think there's an there's another component of it is trust because I know for me in my experience, I've all ch- I've been challenged to outsource uh, because I really don't know if I can trust that people will do what they say, and when you're being sold services. It, it's pretty hard to just believe that they're going to follow through. And then when they don't, sometimes you're just too far into it. So delegation is, to me, a very, very tricky thing for sure.
0: Yeah. Now, now keep in mind, JR, if you're going to run the podcast, we have to have some built-in transitions to oh. split it up. So we have to, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Oh, it's raising glass and cheers and all that kind of stuff. So if you've got a transition coming, you know, not pushing you or anything, but you know, right. see
1: that that's coming from someone who truly loves beer and <laughs> likes to drink. So I don't. So I really am looking at this Corona with a cringe at 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. So oh, yeah, I got the transition. But I, I will, I will now. So cheers, happy Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> cheers. Ah. Uh, all right, so here's a question that comes to mind for me as I'm thinking, painting this picture of ha- being so courageous to delegate fearlessly, if you were able to delegate fearlessly, what, what would the new space created for you
0: be available for? <laughs> man um you, make, you want to just say you, how get, to, you want to say you want to say how to su- su- uh, solve world hunger instead yeah. you're just <laughs> laughing right now because you know you're making me feel uncomfortable here um, right you're gonna sweat honestly the the biggest thing is less worry like like I think about you know what other things would I want to do I mean there's some things that I, I don't feel like I do enough of like I still don't exercise what what you see in the background here is a portion of what is supposed to be the treadmill. When I moved it down here, but still hasn't been fully put together. So that's an example of something I'm I'm not, you know, finding the time to do is is uh, exercise and get outside and and uh, you know walk the dog and you know all that. Stuff. But for the most part, I'm doing the things that I want to do. You know, uh, spend a lot of time with the kids and. Um, coaching teams and watching baseball with them, and I mean, I'd like to travel probably a little bit more with the family. But uh, in in the end, I think um, all these, and yes, yeah, it'd be nice to do some uh, like nonprofit type of things as well. But end of the day, I think I think the biggest concern for me is doing all these things without worry, and I I feel I still feel really stressed out right now.
1: Yeah, and and
0: I'm glad you're saying
1: that because you're not alone at all. I mean, I have conversations with CEOs of, I've had them in the past, of, of billion-dollar companies to garage startups, and it's that same relevance of worry that, that kind of holds people back from creating the space to do what they really really enjoy and making the connection and just like you the treadmill on the floor behind you that's not completed that's self accountability it could be peer-to-peer accountability because I could start teasing you and making you feel bad about yourself and then then you might do it then or it might be top-down accountability, and Lisa tells you to do it.
0: <laughs> so. Well, it, the only reason it's down here in the first place is because Lisa told me to do it. She's like, it's not going to be in our bedroom anymore, so I got to put it down here. So, but then I couldn't move it because it's so big and heavy, so I took it apart. So then yeah. I have to put it back together. <laughs> That's the problem. It's worked. All right.
1: All jokes aside, though, what would you be able to do more of
0: if you had it up and running? Yeah, you know, just exercise like this week for example. It's raining every day. I wouldn't even get outside this week for the most part. Um, yeah. without it. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the day when I have I'm gonna have a standing desk first of all. And I'll have I have this actually put together and I'll actually maybe I won't do anything, I don't know. But it sounds like the right environment for someone to be in a healthy mindset. And, yeah, and I feel like no, right it now does-
1: it, it does, but I think, and this is our the compelling question I think has been our innovation question from day one was does it energize you hmm. and it doesn't it doesn't putting together that that treadmill does not energize you, and you can't really connect to anything enough that would make it energize you and I think that's part of my entrepreneurial experience that I dread. I dread those moments of feeling like, okay, I'm not energized by this. Is it time to quit or is it time to recommit? And recommitting is tough.
0: Yeah, it's true. I think there's something else, though, that's just kind of weird with me. And that I have this weird relationship to clutter. Ask Lisa, you know, because she's so organized. And I'm kind of the opposite. So in a way, it's almost like I'm comfortable <laughs> with, the, with the clutter. <laughs> and, um, so so are
1: you telling me that you can't run a clutter-free business?
0: Oh, am I supposed to drink? Hold on. I'm, I don't know. You can drink whatever you want. I'm so far ahead yeah, of you. I'm probably going to have to bring, get another beer here in a second, though.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I like when you bring up the word clutter because I do – feel the same way sometimes and i think running businesses it's all about clutter especially in the beginning when
0: you're just just you there's just tons of stuff so i guess you're used to the clutter i really am used to clutter like i like the way it looks when it's clean don't get me wrong but there's something about when i all of a sudden start having stuff laying laying on my desk when it's not clean anymore that it kind of feels like home for me i don't know I think that's a really so, bad excuse, probably, but, yeah.
1: So, it, is it true that there probably was clutter on that floor before we turned on the
0: video cameras? <laughs> there, were, there were a couple pieces of wood you're referring to that had to move? Yeah, they might have been. Yeah, there's not a whole lot in this room. It's just not, you know, well organized. As you can yeah. see from the bare wall back there and everything else. I think if I really I, wanted it... it to, to interrupt here, I'm sorry. But the one thing, though, it's not so much that I'm co- comfortable with the clutter. I, I kind of am. Because honestly, if I if I were Lisa, if I were my wife, I could not go through a day with the, this stuff sitting on the floor and it not being put together. So I'm not wired that way. That said... What keeps me from putting it together is the other stresses. It's it that doesn't stress me out so much that that's not put together. It's all the other things that that need to be done, and so that keeps me from like I'm a, like how important is it that I put that thing together? Is that that important compared to these other things that I need to do? So that's really what it comes down to for me.
1: Yeah, I I was going to tease you and say. You know, don't you want to be a good role model? Because you don't want to have children that see unfinished stuff. It is a good point, though. It is a good
0: point, though. <laughs> well, you
1: no, know, I, I say that because you're the ultimate contradiction. Because I've never seen a spreadsheet creator like you that is all about organization, all about getting data to be just perfectly aligned and sorted and macro and all that stuff. And then you then you got a floor full of wood.
0: <laughs> no, it is true. There, there's a contradiction there. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I don't like to look cluttered on the outside. That's for, that's for sure. So, for example, if this were my front yard, it wouldn't happen, right? Uh, if it's you know in my own office, my own room, it's it's, it's different. But uh, yeah, I don't like people from the outside. I want them to to see a an organized. Uh, business, mind, whatever, even if it isn't. Yeah. Well and and then I, I go back to
1: what we started with is accountability. And it's you know holding yourself accountable and just listening to you talk this through, you it is an everyday challenge for you, for me, for everyone listening to hold yourself accountable. I was just on the phone call with a friend of mine and I said, you know, How do you hold yourself accountable with working out? He has a trainer.
0: Hmm.
1: Hires a trainer because he knows that he can't hold himself accountable. Another friend, how do you eat so uh, healthy? Hires a a cook to make specific vegan food and, and package it. And that's what they eat for the whole week. Those are rich people problems right there. Now, it's single bachelor, matter of fact, who can't cook. So, yeah, not rich people. But, but we, hire, we hire accountability every day. And then it's ironic that we have to hold the people that we hire to make us accountable. Yeah. We have to make them accountable.
0: Yeah, I can totally understand having a trainer because it is hard. Because I, I, I'm not someone who really even enjoys running at all. And I will run. Just because the motivation of just it, it's good for you, but I want to be there. Honestly, my biggest motivation is I want to be there for my kids later when they grow up and when I and have grandkids and see them grow up and 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 not to get all morbid, but I see um, people my age dying <laughs> and I see kids losing their dads and I don't want that to happen. So that that's my motivation, and strangely enough, that sometimes isn't even enough. Like I, I kind of need something else because since it's not enjoyable, um, I, I can totally get having a trainer to to force you to get out there. So with that being said,
1: are you going to commit to putting together the treadmill, oh, taking God. a picture of it, and posting <sighs> oh, it? in power hitters club because you want to live longer oh, for the family
0: you're killing me <laughs> so i mean it's putting your money where your mouth is come on yeah i, I will try to put it together
1: <laughs> see in, in, the, in the language of a loser i'm gonna try to now I, I all jokes aside i think there's something else that comes to mind for me because when when you were here for social media marketing world, we went for, for a run with Ryan. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I won't go into that long story, but we went for a run. And the one thing I noticed about you, I didn't know you could run. I mean, I, I knew you could physically run, but I didn't know you had <laughs> skills at running. And, and I think part of when we're apprehensive, it's because we don't recognize our skills. It's not, I don't have, it's I have. And you have the skills to run. Just because you don't like it, you, you portray to the world that you don't have the skills to do it, but you do. And then after you run, I've, I've heard you have some days like, ugh, I hated it. And then I've heard you have some days that you liked it. I like but, the
0: accomplishment, is, yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, so I think that there's another shift for you that's showing up for me is this idea of abundance of I have versus scarcity which is I don't have and you have a lot of skills that that I think you don't acknowledge and then it causes you not to be highly motivated and I think for anyone listening that would be one piece of, of of advice or wisdom that I've noticed through many many conversations with CEOs and startup leaders and what have you is them getting into the mindset of of having Uh, versus focus on what they don't have. Is that the dog
0: barking? (laughs) You can hear that? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, crazy dog, man. So are we at a transition here? Because I I don't even know when we started.
1: I don't either, but I'm getting parched again, so here's another transition. And you're probably empty. Cheers. So let's kind of close this out with, because I feel like, It might have been a a little less inspirational, (laughs) and I want to make sure that that we end off on a good note. So month of May, April showers bring May flowers. What are the May flowers for you this month? What are you looking forward to? And that's another thing that I think we've done well through the years is focus on what we look forward to so we can march toward it.
0: So what am I looking forward to in May? Yeah. Oh man. Uh, on, the, on, the, on the personal <laughs> side, personal side, lots and lots of baseball. It's, it's that's just yeah. that's my life right now. Uh, but yeah. separately of that, business wise, I mean it's it's I like creating. So we got the the next workshop coming uh, that we will launch the middle of this month. So we have that workshop, the actual live event, though, happened beginning of June. Uh, I guess getting getting this thing put together, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm looking forward to more uh, members, more PowerHeaded Club members. Uh, I get excited because I know that every new member is a new opportunity for them to get the support that they need and to share ideas. So I'm excited about that. Um, I think on a personal note, I'm in San Diego, so I can never say it's better weather. This is the same you weather.
0: You, you don't even know what showers are. Right.
1: Yeah, no. Because you don't know. take showers either. I don't know. But I'm bummed. Yeah, I was looking for that one. Um, I, I'm looking forward to continuing to help, help more people, and I'm not sure how that's going to show up yet. I know that, that we've had a couple of new clients that we're kind of helping with business and with f- Facebook marketing. Uh, I want to figure out a solution to to help more of uh, you know, our followers and partners club with, with their everyday business challenges. And I'm just not sure how that looks just yet. But I am energized by that. Not too sure how I can hold myself accountable if I don't really have a good vision. So I think that's what I'm looking forward to is sketching out a vision yeah. to figure out how to help more people.
0: Yeah, every month's exciting to me in that <clears> – <throat> I really don't know what's going to come I mean I feel like there's more of an understanding based on you know we've got three and a half years plus I think at this point of Mm -hmm. you know of growth and and experiences but at the same time I have no idea what's going to happen this is the second workshop we're going to do next month and I don't I don't really know what the results are going to be I don't know how many new members we're going to have I don't know what new stuff Facebook's going to throw at us Uh, you know any new developments I mean we have a certain status quo, but all kinds of things are, can happen this month, and I'm just looking forward to the unknown. I guess. So,
1: and I was gonna say a parting question: Do you need to know?
0: Hmm. You don't. I and, don't. And, and, that's, I don't, and that, that, that's the thing. Like, what, like you'll, you'll ask me a lot of times, you know, uh, projections and things like that. Like I don't know what's gonna happen, and I don't. I don't right. feel like I, I need to know. I mean, I, I have certain expectations that are nice to like ha, have a goal to shoot for. But beyond that, no clue what's going to happen. I'm not going to claim to know. Well, I, on that note,
1: I will celebrate your cluelessness. <laughs> and I will finish
0: up my last sips. All right, man. I'm going to act like I'm drinking something. Uh-uh-uh. It's already gone. So, so slam the rest of that beer. Last uh, So I have called over the bartender, asked for the tab. And uh, I guess I'll take care of it this time, Jr. But next time it's fine. yours. Yeah, fine. <laughs> but All right, thanks. Yeah, no. The thanks for being on the show and uh, for. I mean, this is a little bit different. So this is kind of sharing, kind of the way we talk to each other every Friday morning. I suppose every Friday morning, we are hold each other accountable and start having these calls every single Friday morning now. But uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, before before we go though. How can people find you? I know you're still trying to get the whole uh, public-facing accessibility website, all that stuff going. How can they find
1: I'm you? an I'm an introvert. I like to hide, and I can't even hide behind my bad website. So as far as a, a accountability thing, I should commit to a refresh of BackupCEO.com uh, or at BackupCEO.com on Twitter. Then I'll be proud to say, the website. But right now I'm not. So, but that's where you guys can find
0: it. Just use use my uh, my theme. I'll make it nice and easy. I'll just tell everybody: go to the go to my website, go to the footer. There are links to it's Genesis Framework, and then that that certain child theme. You, you can kind of recreate your, my website if you like the way it is. Use that.
1: Perfect. Yeah.
0: That, that's great. I'll delegate it
1: to you. I don't want, I don't, I hate website design, so.
0: Oh, <laughs> we got Leah. Wow. Leah can help us.
1: That, that That's family for you. For everyone's wondering, that's family. He <laughs> says, I don't want to do it. No, it's not that
0: hard. But uh, anyway, uh, we talked about uh, PHC, Power Heroes Club a lot. So anyone listening, if you go to johnliver.com slash PHC, uh, just for getting this far in the video or the podcast or whatever, I'll give you $10 off per month or $100 off for the year, and that's for life uh, if you use the promo code PUB10. Any any last words? We'll be good. We're good. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. All right. Until next time, do awesome things. We're out.